You're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. Today we're going to be looking at the pros and cons of following a low-carb or ketogenic diet and I'm going to explain why this is one of my preferred styles of eating to use personally and with clients to promote healthy weight loss and also healthy weight maintenance. We're going to talk about how to get started, what to be careful of, and how to ensure you remain healthy when making this change. We will also talk about what to do when you're ready to reintroduce higher carb foods if you do choose to do so in the future. So before we start, let's just touch on what a low-carb or ketogenic diet is. A low-carb diet is a style of eating where you reduce the amount of carbs you eat to promote healthy and gentle weight loss. A ketogenic diet is a style of eating where you restrict carbs with the intention of encouraging your body to use fat as its primary source of fuel. And when this is achieved, we call it ketosis. So typically speaking, a ketogenic diet is more restrictive than a low-carb diet, and that level of restriction is not always appropriate for everyone, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. So I will start with what I believe to be the positive aspects of a low-carb or keto diet. First of all, this style of eating encourages us to cut out processed food, junk food and inflammatory food, and it encourages us to eat more vegetables, healthy fats and proteins. Our modern day diet is high in sugar and high in carbs and not the healthy, slow release, complex carbs that we should be eating. And a lot of the time Even if we are conscious about our food choices and we make a clear effort to avoid sugar and junk food, we are still unknowingly eating far beyond what we need when it comes to our daily carb intake. When we combine eating too much sugar or carbs with being sedentary, we can begin to develop some stubborn metabolic issues like leptin resistance or insulin resistance, which decreases our carb tolerance even further and can make it pretty tricky to achieve and maintain a healthy weight. So what a low-carb or ketogenic plan does is it provides us with a, a nice, simple framework to follow that can help us to become aware of how many carbs we're eating and also how many we actually need. When followed sensibly, the health benefits of a low-carb or ketogenic diet are amazing. You can expect to experience a decrease in your appetite, a change in your food cravings. So I receive a lot of feedback from clients who say they crave sweets and carbs less and they crave healthier foods more, which makes it easier to create longer lasting change. You can expect to experience an increase in your energy levels and your mental clarity, a decrease in pain and inflammation, 
you may experience improved hormonal balance, improved blood sugar regulation, and better insulin sensitivity, meaning it becomes easier to maintain a healthy weight once you achieve it. So unlike calorie-controlled methods, low-carb and ketogenic eating promotes long-term success. So they are just a couple of the positives. Let's now briefly touch on the potential not-so-positive aspects of this style of eating. First of all, the biggest issue I see with low-carb and keto diets is the misinformation shared online. There are a lot of people doing the best they can with the knowledge they have, but unfortunately, some of the advice can create positive weight loss results, but may lead to health complications in the future. So the way to make sure that you stay healthy while making this change is to do your research and find a healthcare professional who can provide you with sensible advice. It's important to know that carbs are not bad. They are not something that we have to avoid or eliminate, but with a lot of the underlying factors that contribute to weight gain, like insulin resistance, for example, reducing carb intake can have a positive effect on your long-term results. Since the keto diet has gained popularity over the last couple of years, I've seen an increasing amount of people who have achieved success and health improvements early on when they first made the change, but are now struggling with gut health issues, hormonal issues, mood and energy issues, and it's usually because of what they've been eating. Instead of focusing on eating plenty of low-carb vegetables and a moderate amount of healthy fats and protein, they have relied too heavily on protein, sometimes eating far too much processed meats too. And they have moved away from eating a wide variety of vegetables with the intention of keeping the carb intake really low. And this is because there's not enough information on the importance of fiber when following a low carb or keto plan. Yes, we want to keep the carbs low, but I believe it's actually more important to reach your fiber requirements each day. Because without fiber, the good bacteria in our digestive system has nothing to eat, and we risk losing the diverse environment of good bacteria that lives in our digestive system. When this happens, we also put ourselves at risk of a bad bacteria overgrowth. We will talk more about this in the gut health episodes, but what I will say today is it's important to maintain healthy gut bacteria. Because the good bacteria that lives in our gut promotes weight loss. It promotes serotonin production, so it helps to keep us happy. It signals to the body to lower inflammation, to keep our hormones balanced. The good bacteria in our digestive system helps to keep blood sugar levels regulated, and it helps to tell us when we're full. The bad bacteria basically does the opposite and more. So bad bacteria can trigger us to crave sweets, it can affect our nutrient absorption, it can create food intolerances, an overgrowth of bad bacteria can make it almost impossible to lose weight for some people, and certain strains of bad bacteria have been linked to the development of 
autoimmune issues and neurological issues and also some cancers. So we really want to make sure that we take care of our gut. So if you're following a super strict keto diet or a strict diet of any kind, actually, you want to seek professional help. You may feel really good right now, which is fantastic. But it's important to make sure that you're reaching all of your nutrient requirements so that you can continue to feel good long term. So what is the best way to get started? Well, first of all, if you have any major health complications, you want to visit your doctor first and you want to make sure that it's safe to be making these changes. The easiest way to get started is to focus on all of the things you can eat and enjoy them in appropriate portion sizes. So enjoy a minimum of two handfuls of vegetables with each meal, a palm-sized portion of protein, and approximately one to two tablespoons of healthy fat. Notice that as you begin to eat this way, you feel satisfied at mealtimes. Therefore, you don't go looking for bread or rice or potatoes. And if you eat healthy snacks between meals like nuts or veggie sticks or berries, you crave other things less and it becomes really easy to eat well without trying. If you exercise, you may need some additional guidance on how to eat carbs strategically to support your energy levels during a workout. Or for some people, there may be a way to increase your fat intake to support energy levels too. The absolute best way to get started is to seek help from a healthcare practitioner who has a really good understanding of a wide variety of diets and also how the body works. You want to seek help from a practitioner who attends regular workshops and seminars and stays up to date with the latest health information because it's constantly changing. On the surface, it's really easy to think that the human body is simple and all you need to do to lose weight is exercise more or cut calories or go low carb. But actually, if there are underlying issues, it can become quite complicated. And these health issues may not be revealed until you begin to make the changes. And so in the long run, it will actually cost you less time, energy and money to seek the appropriate help right away. Now, a lot of people want to know if they follow a low carb or keto diet, can they eat carbs again in the future? And the answer is yes. As you begin to decide that you want to reintroduce carbs, we need to do this slowly and carefully. So we start with one serving each day of gluten-free complex carbs like sweet potato, brown rice, beans and legumes. And we do this for a couple of weeks to give the body time to readjust. From there, we can increase further if desired. And we can also begin to introduce a much wider variety of carbs like fruits and grains too. There are some free guides and articles available on my website to help you to get started. But as I mentioned earlier, the best kind of guidance is personalized guidance. So reach out to me or another practitioner and find out how we can help you today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you again soon.